Welcome to the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob, Papa Dude Bittner, and Tony Butler. Hey, welcome to episode four of the Facility Dude Podcast. I'm here with Papa Dude. Papa Dude, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Tony. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Have you had a chance to uh, make it down to the uh, the fairgrounds yet? I have. We went out uh, on um, Tuesday night, had a great time. The weather was great. Uh, ate a lot of fair food, and uh, it was really a nice evening out there. Have you, made, have you been out yet? I haven't been out yet. The kids want to go, so I'm sure I'll go soon. Yeah, hopefully so. you get out there this week. Well, sounds good. We'll, what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to recap episode three for you. I know uh, this is part two. Uh, in part one from episode three, we, uh, we talked about getting buy-in from your C-suite, your managers, uh, upper management. Uh, we talked about creating a common language, um, you know, speaking uh, in their terms and, and using the language that they use. We talked about laying out the requirements in a need format, so uh, almost a, a service level agreement and setting expectations for what's required of, of your staff and, and, and what it takes for you to complete your job. And then, of course, creating a mutual agreement. Um, you know, making sure that uh, you both understand that you're on the same team and you want to, to help them do their job better. And, and again, that comes from setting expectations and creating that service level agreement. Uh, today, what we're going to talk about in episode four is how to get buy-in from your staff and from your colleagues. Um, you know, how to, how to help your team, um, you know, take that next step forward and, and really empower them in, in their day-to-day uh, position. What I think is important, Tony, is a lot of times we play the uh, middleman role. We, uh, we have to communicate with, uh, with senior leadership. We have to con- uh, communicate with our staff, uh, the people that get it done every day, the people that really make, the, make it happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they, they deserve just as much respect in communication as we do for up the line. They need to understand the mission of the organization they need to understand the value of what they bring, that uh, the things that they do out there every day is important, that they make a difference, that if they're in the educational area, they make a difference in the kids' lives. If they're in a town or a community, that they make a difference in those that uh, live in that town, that work in that town, that uh, shop in that town, that come to the courthouse, that uh, visit the buildings. If they're in a healthcare facility, that they make a difference in getting people that uh, healthy again and getting them back out to to work and to a productive life. Uh, it's just a, a an important job. And I think uh, oftentimes we lose track because we get our heads stuck in machines and we lose track of what we do. But uh, it's good to know that there's a bigger picture out there. There's a bigger value that we bring to the to the picture. There definitely is. I think that that perspective uh is often skewed, like you, like you said. We we often don't realize the value of what we do day to day and the impact that it has uh, on on the people in our communities and the people who um, you know coming out in and out of our facilities. I was reading an article uh, from FM World, and it, it was uh, called "A Sense of Ownership." I, I can't remember the name of the author, but in the article, he talked about um, you know the problem with how the FM or the facility management sector perceives itself, and how if uh, you know. The industry prefers to put its head down and, and keep out of the headlines rather than promoting the great work that we do. Um, you know, and it might seem like mundane tasks. We talked about just checking the lights and the exit signs as something we're supposed to do daily. But the importance of that job, um, if we saw the value uh, or put a value on it because of the impact that it has on, 
on the people who come in and out of our facilities, uh, I think that could change how we perceive ourselves and also uh, the job and the work that's being done by our staff. Yeah, I, uh, I equate it uh, a lot of times. I've, I've recently reflected back over my career a lot, and uh, people will hear me say that uh, I uh, participated in the uh, setting a deep-sea dive record back in uh, the early 80s, and that uh, I helped uh, uh, keep alive the smallest baby that was ever born, and uh, that I was uh, also on the team that helped develop uh, a blockbuster drug to uh, help people with the symptoms of a migraine headache. And if you've ever had a migraine headache, which I have, and I take that medicine, uh, it makes a world of difference and increases the quality of life tremendously. And I did all those things as, as a facility manager and uh, had a, a direct and felt like I had a direct impact on and developing those things and being a part of those things. And uh, it's really satisfying to know that it's, it's really bigger than cleaning a building. It's really bigger than changing uh, filters in an air handler. It's really creating an environment where you're, you are making some difference. You are changing something. And I think for our maintenance people to feel a part of that and to feel an ownership and to feel uh, that they're something uh, much bigger than just repairing things or fixing things, it really changes the complexion of work. Oh, I definitely so. That, that is a powerful story. And I love the fact that, uh, that you shared that. I know that's really how all of our, our staff should look at their day-to-day jobs. Again, we mentioned healthcare, uh, you know, uh, clubs, YMCAs, uh, local government, schools, anybody who, uh, yeah, any of those organizations in which we have staff that maintain the facilities, if they looked at their part of the they're part of the bigger mission is to educate schools or educate children. It's, it's to get people better uh, and back out into the world if, if they're working in a healthcare facility or with, um, you know, with local government and municipalities. It's, it's all about uh, helping the citizens take pride in their communities and, uh, you know, bringing people uh, into the community or the kids who play on, on the playgrounds. And, and again, you're a part of uh, taking care of that infrastructure and making sure that people are safe, having fun. And, and again, that's, that's really what you're a part of. I think that's huge. When I worked uh, for the school district, my employees would hear me say often that uh, you're not a mechanic, you're an educator. That uh, kids are watching you. Uh, every time you're out there in the schools and you're walking through and you're performing work, kids are, are watching you. They're learning from you. They're learning from your behavior. They're learning from you because you've made the environment comfortable. You've, they're learning from you because you had the environment well lit. And, you know, there's been a number of times when you would hear uh, speeches by valedictorians of classes, and they would be asked the question, who was the most influential person in your career? And often, or in your education environment, and oftentimes uh, it would come out and say, a custodian. A custodian back in fifth grade, when I was really having a hard time of it, and I was kind of being picked on, and that custodian came alongside of me and every day said hello to me and was interested in me. And so we don't understand, fully understand and may never fully understand all the important roles that we have when we're out there, we're around a lot of different people influencing a lot of different situations. And so our involvement and ownership on those things is much bigger than just fixing things. And uh, being, being that, we are really the face of the organization, and we do make a difference. I agree. I agree. If, if we could change, um, if, if we all took that perspective, uh, it would empower us. Uh, we could 
understand the value that we bring to society, uh, to our organization, and I think it would change our attitudes and our approach to what we do day to day. And I think that's uh, the next kind of the next thing to talk about is just empowering our employees to do the right thing and to make good decisions. And you know, when we give, I, I always felt it was my responsibility to uh, provide the right tools, the right support, uh, and the right environment for um, my employees to get their work done, and then get out of the way and let them do that. And if they're making the right choices, they're making the right decisions with the best intentions, even if sometime they make the wrong choice, that, that's okay. Yeah. If they know we've got their back, if I've got their back about something, that's okay. If they've done it with the right intention, with the right motivation, trying to do the right thing, then why can you fault, find fault with that? I don't think you can. And, and I also think, uh, you know, as an employee, I think that's huge. Number one, knowing that my manager believes in me, he trusts me, he trusts my ability to make a decision. And then again, just going back to point number one, if I'm taking pride in my work, um, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm not just going to do, I'm not just there to, uh, to stamp a time card. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do a, a good job and, and I'll go the extra mile and do the extra work to make sure that, um, you know, everything has been taken care of. And again, like you mentioned, you're the face of the organization and I want to, I want people to see the organization in a good light. And I think it was, it was always important to me to make sure that my employees had the tools and the things they needed, the resources that they mm-hmm. needed to do their jobs, the parts, uh, that they didn't have to cobble things together. If they could do a job much faster, much better with a power tool as opposed to a hand screwdriver, then I was going to give them a power drill uh, with bits in it so they could put screws in much faster. Make it easier for them. Don't make them work so hard. Uh, the job is hard enough the way it is. They have so many different things to be thinking about from a safety standpoint and so forth that um, uh, why not make their job as easy as possible by getting them the tools and getting them the education. You know, we're, we're uh, introducing a lot of new things in facility management today. You're getting a lot of things on handheld uh, computers and phones, smartphones and tablets, and getting the, uh, giving those tools to and putting them in the hands of, of our mechanics uh, is a great, it's kind of a great morale booster, really, uh, to know that the, their boss will go fight for them to get tools, get the resources that they need, uh, new technology uh, to be able to do their job well. Yeah, I think with the right tool, you can do anything. And, and with the wrong tool, any job is going to be hard. I know uh, <laughs> this is sort of where I, I get an opportunity. When my wife has a project for me to do around the house, I always hope it, it uh, means I get to go buy a new tool. <laughs> there you go. And uh, there's nothing wrong with too many tools, is there, Tony? No, there's no such thing as too many tools. And, you know, if you look at my garage, there's probably three of every tool. So uh, uh, if you ever need to borrow something, come talk to me. I appreciate that. I probably have it. And, you know, I think we talked uh, last week about uh, the trusted advisor to the C-suite. Well, I think we also need to be the trusted advisor to our employees. That that They know we care about them, that we talk to them that they can come to us with problems and, and uh, know that we're going to treat them uh, like human beings. Right. And that uh, we value what they have to say to us, that we'll consider what they have to say to us, uh, as opposed to just dismissing them. Because I've found more often than not that they know more about it than I do. And they know better how to fix a problem than I do. And so leverage that information and give credit to where it's due. Uh, oftentimes people will 
uh, take information from a, a technician and then say, well, this is my idea. Well, when, a, uh, when you do that, that's probably the last idea you get from that person. Right. If you give credit, if you give uh, recognition to people that bring good ideas, bring suggestions, improvements, they're going to bring you a lot more. And, and honestly, um, Bob, this surpasses just facility management. I mean, this is something, uh, what you're mentioning and what we're talking about uh, impacts, I think, even the corporate world and, and, and what we do as leaders when we have teams. Anytime that you create a team in which you have people who are willing to come to work, they know that you care as, as a manager, as a boss, you're definitely going to be a trusted advisor. Not only that, but we talked about taking pride in our work, feeling empowered, um, you know, and, and that's what you're doing for, for the guys who are on your team, the guys and gals, I should say, um, you know, because you're creating an environment in which they actually want to come to work, they know that they're cared about, and they take pride in what they do. And, you know, Tony, uh, change is all about us. And uh, this, uh, we've gotten so much change in technology and the sophistication of equipment and uh, being able to learn new uh, protocols and programming languages for building automation systems to new boiler controls to new lighting controls, everything almost that nowadays you have to hook a computer up to. And so it's put a lot of stress on our maintenance guys. Uh, but if they know that you're going to, to uh, back them, if you're going to support them, you're going to get them the things uh, to help them through this time of change, that uh, they will respond. There's, uh, there's always some resistance to change, but uh, you, you uh, back them up, you give them the things that they need, they're going to mo- be more uh, open to changing things and doing things differently, particularly if they bring a change to you and say, what if we do something differently, and you accept that change, and then when you ask them to change something, they're more likely to say, okay, I see why we, we need to do that. Definitely. Change is hard, but, uh, you know, nothing worth doing is easy. And yeah. so typically with change, uh, we see better results. Uh, we see a better organization. Uh, we have a chance to grow and to learn more about who we are and who we are as an organization. So, uh, yeah, and, and like you said, being able to or allowing your staff to bring you an idea and you uh, willing to put it into place, um, you're empowering them. Again, yeah. it's that environment that they're a part of. And one of the other things that I always like to do with my employees is find something that was their passion that may be outside of work. Uh, I had an employee, an electrician one time, that uh, he had a great passion for photography. And whenever I would need a photograph for something, I would always call Jason and say, Hey, Jason, how about going and get me a photograph of such and such? And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it was no time till. uh, there was an email in my inbox with a photograph, not just one, but several, and say, which one do you like best uh, of these photographs? And uh, he really enjoyed doing that. He did a great job of it. I could have gone taken a picture, right? but I knew that he enjoyed that, and it gave him to bring some of his passion to work with him. And then when I needed something extra, when I needed somebody to stay over at night, I'd say, hey, Jason, do you mind staying over tonight? We got this problem. We got to... Sure. You want me to take any pictures of it while I'm here? <laughs> and uh, when, I think what we can uh, really relate to our employees and to our technicians and really uh, involve them in things and think about them as human beings as opposed to just somebody out there turning a wrench, then we get much more productivity out of them. We get a much deeper commitment. You get a much deeper understanding of where they are in the organization and the contribution that they make and really recognize them for the work that they do and the real contribution that they make to 
our towns, our healthcare organizations, our educational institutions, our clubs, our industries, whatever it might be, that they really do uh, play an important role and an important part. Well, I think, too, going back, just the fact that you knew Jason, your employee, liked photography, and you took that into consideration. You thought about him, and you saw him as more than just a worker who needed to get his job done. It shows um, how you were as a leader and your, and why you were successful. So, again, I, I think it's a great recap for, for the points that we've already made. Yeah. And, you know, in doing that, you have to get to know your people. You have to get involved in their lives. You have to ask questions. You have to observe uh, you have to spend time with them. And uh, facility managers just can't spend their time in their office and uh, away from their people that are out doing the work. So uh, hopefully this is uh, kind of an insight on not only how to understand and work with senior management that we did last week, but also with those that work with you and for you in an organization. And I always like to use the term working with me as, as opposed to for me. Uh, in the organization, because they really do. I really do want them to come alongside of me. And I hope that that's the way I'm viewed as the C-suite, as somebody that's coming alongside of them to support them, to get them the things that they need, the information that they need, that uh, they value, they understand, and they will respond to. You know, I think that's a great perspective. We're a team. We have the same goal. Uh, You know, and in the end, like you said, treat them as people. We're all people, and we all really in the end want the same thing. Exactly. Great points. Well, Tony, it was great seeing you again this week, being together with you here in the studio. And uh, until next week, uh, have a great week. And uh, don't forget uh, to be uh, following us on Stitcher and on iTunes. Hey, thanks, Papa Dude. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude Podcast. We love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operations professionals like yourself find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you.